Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Tuesday night, and you know exactly what that means. It's time for the real conversation with Shayna Thornton. Let's talk America with hosts. Shayna Thornton is your radio talk show spotlighting the critical issues of today. She is certain to feature expert guests and celebrities each and every Tuesday night. She is a celebrated newspaper columnist, popular blogger, and award-winning radio talk show personality who has a passion for groundbreaking discussions. Here she is. Let's welcome the one and only, the engaging host for the national show. Please give it up for Shana Thornton. Well, good Tuesday evening, everyone, and welcome to your national award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, with your host, Shana Thornton. Of course, I am Shana, and I am both excited and honored you are with us this Tuesday night. It is October the 27th. It is 2015. I am still in awe of how fast this year is going, but thanks for joining us. You know, on this show, your family radio talk show, we put the spotlight on the issues that matter to you. And as you know, this is the last Tuesday in October. Many of you are aware that October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And tonight we have one very important and hopefully moving show for you that will bring attention to breast cancer awareness. We have one amazing guest lineup that I think you're going to be very impressed with. First off, we have Dr. Jennifer Malin with us. She is staff vice president of clinical strategy at Anthem Incorporated. She is a leading oncologist. We have one very important conversation with her about the medical side of breast cancer. We also have breast cancer survivor and advocate Shonda Sabari with us. She joins us tonight to highlight her amazing life journey. You have to hear her testimony because you will be in awe. And lastly tonight, we have Tony award-winning actress Kristen Chenoweth. She joins me to talk about a new screen and tuning for, excuse me, for screening for breast cancer. You can see we have one guest lineup that will leave you mesmerized. So stay with us. You have to message all of your family, friends, colleagues, and neighbors and let them know that LTA Radio is on right now. They have to jump on to hear us live, okay? You, of course, can listen to us one of two ways. You can dial in live if you have unlimited minutes on your cellular phone. That number, again, is 914-803-4284. Or you can listen to us online with a live stream. The easiest way to get to us there is visit www.letstalkamerica with ShanaThornton.com. Again, that's www.letstalkamerica with ShanaThornton.com. Or you can visit www.blogtalkradio.com slash Shana Thornton, blogtalkradio.com slash Shana Thornton, okay? Hope that makes it very easy for you. Hey, speaking of being online, making it easy for you, if you're out there on social media right now, be it Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, or Google+, please hashtag LTA Radio. LTA Radio, make others know you are on. Let's Talk America Radio, our acronym is LTA. Make sure you put radio on the end of that hashtag. Let others know you are tuned in live right now, okay? Hey, and for all my individuals, that have gone back and listening to this show on the Replay Podcast. Thank you. You also feel welcome to hashtag LTA Radio. Well, everyone, we're getting it jump-started tonight, this Tuesday. We're talking about breast cancer 
Awareness Month. It's October. Your health matters. Men do not leave us. Men also get breast cancer. Our leading oncologist tonight is going to talk about that, all right? LTA Radio is on right now. We're in your ear. Real talk for real people. Let's get it started. Regina R. Tate is a Christian counselor, and she's written a book entitled There is a Bomb for That. The compilation is her platform to inspire and spread the love of God. The book is encouragement and motivation to get beyond and through everyday issues and problems using the Word of God. In addition, she shares some accounts of athletes and other well-known people doing admirable or not-so-admirable things to help push across her messages of encouragement. Tate combines her love of sports with her love of the Lord to inspire those of us who are on the Lord's side and others who are seeking reasons to trust in God. Within the book are articles or misses including Hold Fast, Gifts of the Cross, Call to Be Better, and Don't Get Weary, all of which remind us that God is always pulling for us to get to the other side of the roof. In the missive, there's a bomb for that. Tate Vince, my head hurts because there is so little tolerance for the diverse prisms through which we see life, and there is a declining appreciation for the myriad ways we have come to survive life. She goes on to explain why her neck hurts, her eyes, her ears, her stomach, her feet, and even her heart hurt. But then she points out that she is not in a woe is me state of paralysis because she says, I have medicine. I have a bomb in Gilead. Her aim with the book is to remind all of us that we indeed have medicine for whatever ails us. Regardless of what the situation or the crisis is, there is a bomb for that. Books may be purchased on AuthorHouse.com or at Amazon.com, or you may visit the website, thereisabombforthat.com, for more information. We need you. If you have room in your heart, home, and family for children in need, we need you. If you can be committed to a child and provide the care and guidance that a child must have to grow, we need you. We need you to give a child a home. There are an estimated 638,000 children who are confirmed victims or child abuse and neglect each year in the United States. In Georgia, 14,418 children came through the foster care system in 2014. There are an 200 incidents of child abuse and neglect reported daily in Georgia, and on any given day, about 8,000 children are in the foster care system. So why not become a foster parent? New Beginnings Life Changing Network is searching for foster parents that would like to have a chance to empower the life of a child in the state of Georgia. New Beginnings is an Atlanta-based foster care agency dedicated to servicing Georgia's foster children in need. Our agency strives to strengthen youth and their families by providing them with a chance at a new beginnings while encouraging them to make positive life-changing decisions despite their current situation. Becoming a foster parent with New Beginnings is a rewarding experience. As a foster parent, you will have to access support and resources, monthly foster parent training, 24-hour emergency assistance, and in-home case management services. Families helping families. That's what foster parenting is all about. Abused and neglected children in Georgia need foster parents who make a positive difference in their lives. Remember, you don't have to be a perfect to be a perfect parent. We need you. For further information on how to become a foster parent, please contact New Beginnings Life Changing Network at 404 
298-0888. Please also visit our website at www.nbnfostercare.org. A huge thanks goes out to everyone that allows this show to be what it is. First off, I want to thank our national partners and sponsors for all that you do. Thank you for sticking with us, and we have more coming your way. If you're interested ever in advertising or being a sponsor of this national award-winning family radio talk show, do reach out to us. The quickest way is to email us, okay? We'll get back with you very uh, quickly. You can email us at Let's Talk Shana at gmail.com. That's Let's Talk Shana at gmail.com. Of course, I'd be remiss if I did not acknowledge and thank all of our loyal and weekly listeners. Thanks for all that you do, okay? You make all of the difference sticking with us, telling your family, friends, and colleagues about your show. If this is your very first time listening to Let's Talk America Radio, welcome. I think you're going to like the show, our guests line up, and hopefully you'll join us next week. We have new topics and new celebrity and expert guests each and every week, okay? We do offer versatility, and you should also know that we offer new musical selections with each show. Tonight is no exception. We have one amazing musical performance by the one and only Michelle Johnson. We have something to get to before we get to Michelle Johnson's music, and that's great information on breast cancer, okay? So thanks for sticking with us, all right? And do visit our website. You can find out more information about our upcoming guests, more about me and our national sponsors and partners. The website is www.letstalkamericawithshanathornton.com. Hey, everyone, again, I want to encourage you to hashtag LTA Radio on all of your social media outlets. Hashtag LTA Radio. Let them know you're listening to our segment about breast cancer awareness. Well, if you listen to this show, then you're very familiar with the In the News. It's our segment, our signature segment, where we talk about the top trending news stories of the week. We are set to kick it off for this full week of October the 26th, 2015. Of course, tonight, right now, is Tuesday, October the 27th. All right, In the News. No presidential run for sitting vice president. Sitting Vice President Joe Biden will not run for president. He recently made the big announcement at the White House with his wife, Jill, and President Barack Obama accompanying him. This political move leaves former Secretary of State and former First Lady Hillary Clinton as the obvious frontrunner for president in 2016 for the Democratic Party. The female presidential candidate testified recently for Congress regarding the 2012 Benghazi attack. If you recall, the deadly attack took place on the evening of September the 11th, 2012, when Islamic militants attacked the American diplomatic compound in Benghazi, Libya, killing four Americans. New changes for breast cancer screening. The American Cancer Society made a big announcement recently. The leading organization's new breast cancer screening guidelines recommend that women start screening later and get fewer mammograms, but the change is unlikely to affect insurance coverage anytime soon. The updated guidelines, which were published in the Journal of the American Medical Association, recommend that women who are at an average risk for breast cancer start annual mammograms at age 45 and continue until age 54, then reduce screening frequency to once every two years. 
The new guidelines also no longer recommends that women receive manual clinical breast exams. The update was two years in the making and reflects thinking based on an analysis of existing science and evolving technology. The American Cancer Society concluded that even though women in their early 40s can benefit from breast cancer screening, they are more likely than older women to get false positive results, which can lead to unnecessary and sometimes potentially harmful additional testing and procedures. And lastly in the news tonight, no drinks for expected mothers. American Academy of Pediatrics has put out a very clear message regarding alcohol for all expecting mothers. Don't do it ever at all, not even a tiny bit. The group released a report just days ago identifying prenatal exposure to alcohol as a leading preventable cause of birth defects as well as cognitive problems later in life. The message reiterates that every baby and mother will react differently to alcohol, and so the safest thing is to not drink at all. The research suggests that the smartest choice for women who are pregnant is to just abstain from alcohol completely, said Dr. Janet F. Williams. She is one of the leading authors of the report from the American Academy of Pediatrics. This wraps up our In the News for tonight. Do stay informed with Let's Talk America with your host, Shana Thornton Radio. Again, you can visit www.letstalkamerica with shanathornton.com for more information, even for about our signature segment, In the News. I do want to let you know that we have a televised edition of In the News. We've collaborated with the one and only SCB Channel 182 out of Georgia, okay? So when you check out our website, you can go straight to the video where you can see, again, the televised edition of In the News. We're excited and grateful to be partnering with SCB Television News. All right, stay with us, everyone. Well, we are off to a great show, and right now, before we bring in our first exclusive featured guest, I want to review our quote of the day. Our quote tonight comes from actress Angelina Jolie, who once said recently, Breast cancer alone kills some 458,000 people each year, according to the World Health Organization, mainly in low- and middle-income countries. It has got to be a priority to ensure that more women can access gene testing and life-saving preventative treatment, whatever their means and background, wherever they live. Again, the acclaimed actress Angelina Jolie recently said, Breast cancer alone kills some 458,000 people each year, according to the World Health Organization, mainly in low- and middle-income countries, and has got to be a priority to ensure that more women can access gene testing and life-saving preventative treatment, whatever their means and background, wherever they live. That quote certainly speaks for itself, okay, everyone? Uh, more screening done, uh, more ways to prevent death, all right? We are spotlighting breast cancer awareness tonight because it is the last Tuesday in October. This is a critical conversation for every member of the community, your family. Men, men also get breast cancer. I want to make that clear. We're Right now, we're going to bring in our leading oncologist, Dr. Jennifer Malin. 
She's going to talk about men getting breast cancer, women. She's going to talk about screening. She's putting it all on the line. Before we bring her in, please message all of your family, friends, colleagues. Let them know that a very important health segment is on Let's Talk America radio right now. They do not want to miss this show because this information could possibly help save a life. This information can possibly help your friend, your aunt, your sister. Maybe you get through a tough time. Maybe you've been diagnosed with breast cancer already. Maybe you've already beaten breast cancer. We still have information for you to listen to tonight, all right? We have a leading medical expert. We also have a survivor and an advocate, and we also have a Tony Award-winning actress who is an advocate because her mother beat breast cancer twice, and she wants to talk about the latest uh, technology in fighting breast cancer, all right, everyone? Join us, three amazing women with us tonight. Take notes. Get ready to be mesmerized, all right? Let's Talk America with your host, Shayna Thornton. We're on right now. The information that can help save a life starts now. Stay with us. Hi, this is Shirley, and we just love listening to Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton. Hi, my name is Kavarga, and I listen to Let's Talk America. Hi, my name is Nicole Dodd, and I'm tuning in every Tuesday at 7.30 to Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton. This is Audrey, and I'm listening to Let's Talk America with Shayna Thornton. This is such an awesome show. If you're not connected, you really need to be. Listeners of your national award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, it is Tuesday night, and we are putting the spotlight on breast cancer awareness. Now, many of you know that October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Uh, Many organizations and individuals are certainly putting the spotlight on it, and we did not want to be remiss because it's a very serious and uh, too common, from my personal opinion, too common of a health concern. that has come up in every community out there. You know, I'm no expert in it. I have no medical degree, but we have on with us right now a woman uh, that knows a lot about cancer. She is an oncologist. Her name is Dr. Jen Malin, and she uh, is celebrated in many ways, but right now she is the staff vice president of clinical strategy for Anthem. Uh, So welcome to the show, Dr. Malin. We're excited and honored to have you. Thank you, Shana. I'm delighted to be here. You know, I don't need to tell you, being an oncologist, that uh, this month has a lot of information that we see online and on the radio. We hear it on the news. We see the signs. We see the beautiful pink ribbons. You know, obviously celebrating the survivorship of those who beat breast cancer. Now, the CDC reports that other than skin cancer, breast cancer is the most common cancer among American women. Please provide a an explanation of breast cancer for us because I think there are a lot of, um, you know, if you will, assumptions about what breast cancer is and what it looks like. But from your professional opinion or from the information you know to be true, what is breast cancer? Well, you know, so cancer in general um, is very scary, I think, to most people because I think it, um, and especially for women with breast cancer, it can often make us feel like our bodies have betrayed us because, you know, we develop these cells that aren't behaving and can turn into a lump. Um, And sometimes it becomes a really devastating illness when it spreads to other parts of the body. But for most people with breast cancer these days, it's caught early because of mammograms and screening. And so that's part of the reason that it's so common is because we're looking for it and so we find it. But the good news is because we find it early, most women are really cured. 
cured of their breast cancer. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's it's a um, it's a both a good and a bad thing that it's so common. That the reason it's so common is because we're doing a good job of of finding it early and curing people. Wow, very good. You know, that's great news. I think for anyone to say that the survivorship is honestly ha- had to drastically increase in the past few years. Tell me this, Dr. Malin, is there a genetic component to breast cancer? Because I've heard conflicting things. Well, there, there is, but most breast cancer, so most women who get breast cancer don't have any genetic history whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So, um, and don't even have family members that have had breast cancer. So you can't feel like, you know, you shouldn't feel that, well, gee, no one in my family's ever had breast cancer. I don't have to worry. Okay. I, I don't need to get mammograms. Um, because it, for most people, there isn't a genetic link. That's what for some, for some um, folks there is. And so if you have a family history where, where there's been multiple relatives on the same side of your yeah. family that have had breast cancer or some other cancers as well, so prostate cancer, um, you know, ovarian cancer, okay. there are these kind of cancer clusters. And usually if you have several people who've had cancers, it might be worth talking to a doctor to find out if you might be at higher yeah. risk. And certainly if anyone in your family has had breast cancer um, below the age of 40 or even below the age of 50, so if they were young when they had breast yeah. cancer, there may be a genetic component. And any time a man has breast cancer, that suggests that there might be a genetic risk in that family. And so the other folks in the family um, you know, may want to encourage him to get tested so that okay. they can find out the information. You know, I want to touch on that because obviously when we think of breast cancer awareness. We say, yay, look at the women, and we know women that are survivors, and they're, you know, participating in the walks, which are for great causes. We know that. But often we leave out the men, right? We say, well, they're great supporters and their partners and their husbands and their brothers. But you just said something that I think needs to be emphasized to all of our listeners. Men can get breast cancer too, Right. Yes, they can. And actually, you know, I um, volunteer at the Veterans Hospital in Los Angeles, and probably a third of my patients there with breast cancer are men. So, um, you know, that's an unusual ratio because of, you know, the fact that um, these are um, returning veterans. So, uh, but yes, men can get breast cancer. They they don't get it often enough that it makes sense to do things like screening of mammograms unless they, you know, unless there's a, a family um, genetic history. But they do get breast cancer, and it's it's a very scary um, and difficult thing for them. Um, it's often kind of embarrassing to talk about. They, yeah. they don't quite understand that they got breast cancer, because even though men have breasts, they don't think of themselves as having breasts. Yeah. And, you know, they have to go through all the same treatments that, that women do. Wow. You know, so we know men can get it. It's uh, obviously not to the uh, rate as women are diagnosed with it, but let's get more specific, Dr. Malin. Who is more at risk for breast cancer? And obviously women, but is there a certain sex or minority women, women that are obese? Those are excellent questions. So um, obesity has been linked to breast cancer as well as other health problems. Um, And it's probably related to just some of the shifts in our diet. 
decades, the uh, you know the amount of processed carbohydrates and sugars um, do appear to contribute to obesity and cancer risk. Um, and then there are specific subgroups that are um, at risk of, of genetic mutations. So the Ashkenazi Jewish population yeah. has a higher risk of having the BRCA1 mutation. And recently some, a study has found that African-American women who get breast cancer are also more likely to have that gene. Wow. So we, we don't understand completely why, but there are some specific populations that are more at risk. But for the most part, again, and I want to emphasize this, we're all at risk. Okay. Um, you know, there, none, of, none of us, because, you know, we eat right and, you know, all those things are great. Yes. But, you know, most of us who get breast cancer, you know, are not necessarily have a specific risk factor. Okay. It is Tuesday night, and Let's Talk America is putting the spotlight on your health. We are talking about breast cancer. It is a reality. It is not a myth. And we are breaking down uh, the myths. We're putting the facts forward to you with the one and only Dr. Jen uh, Malin, and, of course, she's an oncologist and staff vice president of clinical strategy at Anthem. You know, is there anything a woman or a man can do to reduce the risk of breast cancer? that a woman can do to reduce her risk of dying from breast cancer okay. is to get a mammogram yes. um, when she's over 50. So starting at age 50, every two years to make that commitment to herself and her family to get mammograms. That way, if she unfortunately does have breast cancer, it'll get diagnosed at an early enough stage that hopefully her treatment will be minimal and um, she can get back on with her life. Um, the other things that we can all do to, risk, to reduce our risk, not only of breast cancer, but of most cancers and many other illnesses, is to try to eat as many plants in a day. Okay. It's kind of, you know, you know, it's like your, your mom or your grandmother used to say, eat your greens. Yes. But they were right. <laughs> um, so eating, eating lots and lots of plants every day, filling okay. your plate up with plants and having a very limited amount of sugar, eliminating all those sweet beverages, um, you know, trying to eat whole grain bread instead of, you know, white fluffy bread. Um, and then, you know, not having as as much meat or dairy as maybe we've been used to having. Okay. Um, you know, really, you know, as you know, the the new American plate is, you know, fill three quarters of it up with those yes. vegetables, and then a quarter of everything else is is good to go. Wow. And a lot of in a lot of ways, we're talking about cultural uh, things too, Doctor Malin, because there may be families who say, well, you know, uh, my grandmother loved meat, my mom loved meat, my mom passed it on to me, and we're not knocking meat by any means. But you're saying if you're having a dinner plate and it's just meat, you may want to consider putting some other things on that plate, such as some fresh vegetables. Yeah, and it looks prettier, too. Yeah, and that is true, too. I want to touch on something you know, um, that I know is really pushed in so many of the campaigns out there for breast cancer awareness, and that's uh, you know, doing the self-examination. And I know, you know, many women go to the gynecologist for their annual, be it the PAP or the APV uh, test, and, you know, the doctor often says, are you doing your, your breast examinations? You know, tell us how important that is. And is there a, a right time of the month that a woman should be doing it? I'm imagining it's probably not a good idea to do a self-examination while a woman's menstruation cycle is on, right? Yeah, 
worrying that you have cancer and, you know, afraid to go in and see the doctor to find out. Yes. You know, what are the symptoms of breast cancer, if any? Because I, I, I've heard people, I know we have someone coming on after you as survivor who didn't have symptoms necessarily, but yet it still was picked up through a test. You know, are there any obvious symptoms that a woman or man should be, you know, made aware of? I know it, a lump always, of course, does not mean it's even breast cancer. I think, you know, we're right. trained to say well, there's a lump. But there's anything else that may uh, sh- we should be alarmed at when it comes to our breasts? Three 
radiation after a lumpectomy instead of six weeks. Okay. Uh, um, many women after breast cancer only need to take, if they need to take additional medication, it's just a pill that has fairly minimal side effects. So for most people, the, you know, the, the treatment has actually gotten, um, you know, more focused on doing exactly what needs to be done to prevent the cancer from coming back. Mm -hmm. um, another big advance in treatment is that um, women used to have usually 10 or 12 lymph nodes under their armpit removed, yeah. and sometimes this would cause their arms to swell, and now they only take out one lymph node where they've been able to identify the, the very first lymph node wow. called the sentinel lymph node, and only look at that lymph node to see if the cancer spread. Mm -hmm. So all of these um, advances have really made the, the treatment of early breast cancer, you know, it's still quite an ordeal to go through, yeah. um, but it's uh, um, much less um, of an ordeal than it was in the past. And for um, most women, as I said, they, they're cured at that point. And then, uh, you know, unfortunately, there still are some women and men, as we've been talking about, who are diagnosed with cancer at a later stage and may need additional treatment like chemotherapy. Okay. Or even if, unfortunately, it's spread to other parts of the body where it's can no longer be cured at that point, we're fortunate now that we have lots more therapies and we're able to identify more about what specific subtype of breast cancer it is. So there's, we've, we're learning that there's lots of different subtypes of breast cancer and so there are different treatments depending on the subtype. Great information. You know, Dr. Malin, uh, tell me this. I've heard conflicting stories. If someone gets breast cancer or any cancer, but let's focus in on breast cancer, before the age of 40, is it true that it's likely that form of breast cancer is more aggressive than perhaps someone that's diagnosed at the age of 65? Is that true or does it vary from person to person? Well, it definitely varies from person to person. So getting diagnosed with breast cancer at age 40 doesn't have to be a death sentence. Okay. Um, you know, there's lots of women, including one of my cousins, who was diagnosed with breast cancer at age 40 and is now in her 60s. Wow, amazing. Lots of, lots of women, you know, um, do survive, survive um, a breast cancer diagnosis even when they're young. But fortunately for most women who are older, breast cancer is often um, not as aggressive. And so older women, you know, first of all, are more likely to have breast cancer. Okay. And, um, and more often than not, the treatment of an older woman can be just surgery, a shorter course of radiation, and then taking a pill. So, you know, that's good news for the 65-year-old woman. Um, but it is, you're right, it can be more aggressive in younger women, and younger women more often will have to um, have treatment with chemotherapy and other treatments to try to make sure that their cancer doesn't come back. Okay. And again, you know, unfortunately, sometimes 65-year-old women can get aggressive breast cancer, too. Yes, mm. and we hate cancer of any form. You know, please tell our listeners just how critical screening is in the battle to defeat breast cancer. I know you uh, spoke to us so eloquently at the top of the segment about mammograms and screening, but, you know, as we wrap up this critical conversation with you, Dr. Malin, uh, please, I know there's someone sitting in San Diego or sitting uh, in the Bronx right now or sitting in Macon, Georgia, and, you know, they're saying, well, no one in my family that I know of has ever had breast cancer. Um, I'm not doing the self-examinations, but, you know, I don't want to be shamed about it, and no one should ever be patient shamed, if you will, um, for anything. But, you know, they're saying, 
I know I should have my mammogram by now. I'm 56, but you know what? I'm going to hope and I'm just counting on it and I'm going to claim everything's going to work out great. You know, right now from your professional experience, speak to them about reality. Um, And we're not knocking hope. I'm a very hopeful person. I know you are also. Um, But how in the world of medicine, the two really can come together and we can help fight and beat breast cancer. Yeah, so I mean, I think the, the, the reality is, is that the best way to beat breast cancer in your life is to have it diagnosed early. And, you know, many of us will get breast cancer. It's, you know, one in eight women will get breast cancer during her lifetime. Unfortunately, for, for most of them, it, it means, you know, having to put aside, you know, three or four months of their lives to focus on the treatment of that cancer, and then they can go back to, to doing everything that they did before. Yeah. But the, the, the key to having that kind of experience with breast cancer is having it diagnosed before you have any symptoms. Okay. And mm-hmm. so getting a mammogram every two years, starting at age 50, you know, it's hard to put it on the schedule, but, you know, this is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, yeah. so, you know, maybe put a little pink ribbon, you know, if you haven't had one yet or you haven't had one in two years, put a little pink ribbon on your refrigerator to remind you that it's time to schedule it. And just having that every two years, you know, it's kind of like, you know, one of those things we do, like brushing our teeth, just will help make sure that we find it early enough that hopefully we can have a quick treatment that won't take too much time out of our lives and we'll be able to go on and do the things we love. Mm-hmm. Putting it off, unfortunately, tends to mean that the cancer is much more advanced when it's picked up. Okay. You know, and talking about mammograms, that woman that's 56 that's listening in right now from Macon, Georgia, uh, may have never had one. We have uh, millenniums on listening to the show also who've never had it. Um, they may have heard some women say, oh, it hurts, it's uncomfortable. You know, tell us um, really about, very briefly, from all the knowledge I know, that it's not invasive, right? And it may be a little yeah, uncomfortable. No, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, so I get mammograms every two years. Yes. You know, I'm 53, and, um, you know, so I've had two so far. Basically, it's, an, it's a kind of x-ray, so okay. you go into this office, um, they'll, they Thank <laughs> you. 
That's right. You know, certainly. And not all women have, have given birth, but you're right. I think when you consider everything and all the other examinations, it doesn't sound too bad. And like yeah, you, it's, it's, it's a lot it's a lot less invasive than a pap smear, let's put it that way. <laughs> there you go, women. That's a benchmark for you for sure. And and I know you, you said this also and, and generally it's less than one minute, right? So it's not even a long time. Yeah, no, it's it, you know, it's the time for them to take the picture that you're standing there. Okay. So keep that in mind. Screening is such a powerful tool and asset in the fight of diagnosing and treating cancer. It's October. It's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. You know, Dr. Jen Malin, you have been awesome. So much great information today. We certainly appreciate your time and effort. Before you leave us, how can our national and international listeners learn more about you or your organization? Well, first I'd like to um, share a website to learn more information about breast cancer. It's um, the National Cancer Institute, and the website is www.cancer.gov. And there's lots of great information there about breast cancer as well as other cancers and information about screening. Um, and it's very, um, you know, written by very knowledgeable scientists that, that um, the, the National Cancer Institute has identified leading experts. So it's wow. great information. And then my organization, if you want to learn more about Anthem and the health plans that we sponsor throughout the nation, including Blue Cross Blue Shield plans in many states, you can go to our website, which is www.anthemink.com. Wow. Great information, great resources there, websites that you provided, both of them. Thank you, and keep sharing all of this great and critical and life-saving information for women and men alike. Thanks, Dr. Jim Malin. Thank you, Shana. This has been you know, a great program, and I really want to thank you for putting this together for your, your listeners. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Well, let's keep this conversation going. Right now, I'm excited and honored to bring in a, a young lady that's just amazing on so many levels. I had the opportunity to meet her recently and super excited she's with us on the show right now. I'm talking about breast cancer survivor and advocate Shonda McFadden Sabari. She joins me now. Congratulations, on-air personality Shana Thornton on being named the recipient of the 2015 Bold Award in Human Dignity. Your journalistic work on spotlighting the leading topics and people of today makes a difference. Keep up the great work. Listeners of your national award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, with your host, Shana Thornton. It is Tuesday night, and we're continuing a very critical conversation about your health, uh, awareness in particular. We're talking about breast cancer, and it is October. Many of you know, once again, that October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. This disease has hit and continues to hit so many women that we care about, our sister, our aunt, our mothers, and right now I have with me a breast cancer warrior, a breast cancer survivor. She's an amazing woman, and she's here with us tonight to share her very special testimony and journey. I have with me the one and only advocate, Shonda McFadden Sabari. Welcome to Let's Talk America. How are you this Tuesday night, Shonda? Thank you, Shana. Thank you so much for having me, and I'm fine. How are you? Oh, awesome, and really honored to have you on. I've heard about your journey. Um, it is a very inspirational one, so I had to have you on the show uh, with us live to talk about uh, that journey. Now, take us through your own personal journey, uh, that uh, road of breast cancer. Well, 
2011, two days before Christmas, I'm sorry, actually it was 2010 when I was diagnosed. I had my mastectomy um, in 2011, but I was diagnosed December 23rd, 2010. I had a bilateral mastectomy on February 11th, 2011. Um, I did not have any lumps, no symptoms to suggest breast cancer. One day I was getting dressed, getting ready to go to the Dollar Tree, and something just came to me, and because I personally believe in God, um, I believe it was the Holy Spirit that came to me, and, you know, it was like, you need to get a mammogram. I didn't hear any voices, didn't see any shadows, something, you know, just said, you need to get a mammogram. And luckily enough, that next day I had an appointment scheduled with my OBGYN for my annual exam. And um, when I went in for that, I told her, I said, you know, you're going to probably think I'm crazy, but something said I needed to get a mammogram. And she asked if I examined my breast, and I said I did, and I didn't feel anything. And yeah. so she uh, she examined them also, and she didn't feel anything. Okay. And so she put me in for a mammogram. The next week, I received a letter in the mail. Um, it said that I had fibrocystic changes, my breasts were danced, um, and that there were calcifications and changes in tissue. Okay. And that I needed to get a diagnostic mammogram because that first mammogram was my screening mammogram. Yes. So I got the diagnostic mammogram, um, and then after the diagnostic mammogram, um, I, the radiologist said that I needed to have a biopsy, got the biopsy, and I was diagnosed. Um, I was afraid. I, I was afraid when I got the news. I didn't break down and cry. Um, I actually laughed because I thought it was a joke. I was like, this is not right. Like, this this can't be true because I've always, you know, been healthy, yeah. um, never had any major health issues. Okay. And so, you know, really get cold, and I'm just like, you know, something, something's not right. Yeah. So, you know, when it actually sinked in and she was like, nah, you, you had breast cancer, um, you know, so I I, I cried. Um, yes. Later on, um, my husband and my children and I, um, but that didn't last long because I the way that I was raised and I was raised by my maternal grandparents who are now deceased. But okay. my grandmother used to always say to me, she would say, you know, baby, when you're going through things in life, crying ain't gonna solve the problem. Oh, wow. You gotta pray. Yes. And so that always is in the back of my mind, regardless of what goes on in my life. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, immediately, um, you know, I said to my husband and our kids, I'm like, you know, look, you know, like Grandma said, Jesus wept, and on the third day he rose. So we we gotta we gotta just get together. We gotta pray, and um, and that's what we did. I started making phone calls, um, you know, informing family and and friends that. Um, that I was diagnosed, and we did our research, yes. husband and, and, and our children, um, because we wanted to know, you know, what had to happen, like what we needed to do for me to for me to beat it. And so um, we did that, and um, and when when I got diagnosed, uh, after going, you know, to my appointments, um, my surgical oncologist said to me, she said, I don't have to remove both breasts. I have to remove your left breast because there's an area in my left breast that um, was a stage 1A and it was near blood vessels. So even though I didn't have any lumps, I had breast cancer in both breasts. Wow. You know, CIS, which is ductal carcinoma in situ, and LCIS, which is lobular carcinoma in situ, in my right breast, and it was all stage zero. In my left breast, 
had all DCIS, which is ductal carcinoma in situ, but then I had stages zero and stage one A. Okay. So, um, that's so you were able to catch it. You no, know, and I get so happy when I share my yeah. testimony because when I think about all that God has done and okay. is doing, and I know that He will continue to do Amazing. for me in my life, um, you know, my experience with breast cancer was simply a love story. Wow. Let, let me ask you this, Shonda. How old were you? 36. Wow. So here you are in your mid-30s, not even at the age where they even recommend medically for a mammogram. Nope. Right? So, wow, what an amazing story. And then when you're diagnosed, it sounds like to me when you talk about the stages of stage zero and then in your left breast, it, it, it now remind me, it was a part of it was stage one. Sounds like you caught it very early on. I did. Um, I'm very blessed and fortunate that it was caught early, and I'm thankful. And I'm thankful for the rapport that I had with my OBGYN. Yeah. And, you know, I tell people all the time, you know, sometimes, you know, people will say, oh, the doctor didn't tell me this, or they don't talk to me. Well, if you don't, you have to be your own advocate. Wow, powerful. You have to talk and have a relationship um, with your doctor. So if you don't have a relationship with your doctor, it's your fault because mm. it's just like with a relationship. You know, like my doctor yeah. always say, a man can't do no more than you allow him to do. So it's the same thing with your relationship with your doctor. Wow, it sounds like your grandmother had a lot of great <laughs> advice there, certainly. You know, but I, I, that is a point I want to touch on, and several, because, I mean, your journey within itself is a very dynamic one. One, you can have breast cancer without having lumps. And I think that's something that most people that are not in the medical field or who are not survivors of uh, breast cancer, it's hard for them to fathom because I think so many times we look at secular messages and, and or messages are non-medical, uh, if you will, and they'll say, you know, examine your breast, which I know you would promote is very, very important to do when it comes to breast cancer screening. But there were no lumps, and yet that diagnosis was still there for you, Shonda. Yeah. So, and because it was an early stage breast cancer, I found out after the fact that it is normal that sometimes with early stage breast cancer, yes. you don't have lumps, you know, and, I, and, and for me to have had DCIS. Um, but I didn't know that. And, and to be honest, I was not examining my breast like I should. Okay. So that's why, you know, I just, I'm so thankful because yes. it, it was, I know that it was God. How has cancer changed your life? Because I, when I, I think what got you through, I think it's obvious, Sean, that it was your faith. Mm-hmm. How has cancer well, changed your life? Um, cancer, having had cancer, um, the cancer itself, when I had it, didn't affect me mentally, emotionally, or physically because I was never in any pain. Okay. I didn't have to do chemo or radiation. Um, it, and, and like I said, I was afraid, and I, I, I cried a little bit, but I didn't do a lot of crying or a lot of moping, and, and everybody handles it differently, and it's okay yeah. how, you know, each individual handles their diagnosis because we're all different and we're all God's children. So I'm not saying it in an arrogant way, like, well, I didn't do this and I didn't do that. I'm just saying, you know, because you're asking about my journey. So for me, um, the experience changed me because now I understand not, you know, sometimes you hear people say, oh, you got to live each day as if it's your last day. Okay. Before all of that was just talk to me, I would just live like there's always going to be tomorrow. Yeah. But now when I live, I don't live like there's always going to be tomorrow. I live with hopes of it always being tomorrow, but I also live with uh, knowing how important it is to appreciate the day that I'm in. Wow. So um, the experience 
importance of letting the people that mean the most to me um, and not just letting them continue because I've always told my children and my husband um, how much, you know, they mean to me and how much I love them. That's something that we do on a daily basis. So it's now, it's just more real for me. And um, I can't say that I'm thankful I had cancer. Um, I'm thankful for the experience that I had when I had cancer. Okay. Wow. And and there uh, is power in our journeys, in our testimonies, even when the challenges come up. That seems to be echoed over and over again as we have different guests here on Let's Talk America. It is Tuesday night, and we are having a conversation about breast cancer. And I'm sure it is certainly terminology you have heard of if it hasn't impacted your family, friends, or someone you know in the community uh, because it seems to be, um, unfortunately, common today, a diagnosis. We have with us right now a survivor and advocate on. We have Shonda McFadden Sabar. She is on with us talking about um, her personal testimony, her journey, and also uh, she's sharing how important it is to have that rapport, that relationship with your medical provider um, to uh, get the screening, to have those blunt conversations uh, no matter how uncomfortable they are. Right now, Shonda, I want to talk with you about the A word. You brought up afraid. And it's a very human component. When anyone hears any health news, they don't want to hear, such as cancer or any other diagnosis, I believe for a lot of us, I'm not going to say most, but everyone is different, as you so eloquently stated a few minutes ago, everyone responds different. But I would imagine that a lot of people have fear to a certain degree. Fear can allow us um, not to do a lot of things we need to do. For instance, Shonda, going to the doctor, getting the screening, having the conversation with the internist or the family practitioner or the gynecologist, what are your words of wisdom right now for someone uh, that's sitting in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and they're saying, you know, uh, maybe I have found a lump, but I am afraid to hear the diagnosis. I don't want to hear the C word um, because it's just something I don't have time to deal with, or I am afraid, and I don't really want to know the truth because it's real talk for real people, and a lot of good-meaning, great people who care about their health sometimes get caught in that moment. I would say fear is not of God. Um, you can't be hopeful. You you can't. I shouldn't say you can't because people do pray and they're still afraid because that's just the human thing to do. But I, the best way I think I can explain it is to look at it like this. I would rather be afraid knowing that there is a lump mm-hmm. and me going to the doctor and hearing that, oh, we caught it just in time or, oh, it's not that bad. I'd rather hear that than to prolong it and hear there's nothing else we can do for you. Okay. I don't think it gets any real, you know, Powerful. I think that that's just being, it's just no gray. That's just a black. Powerful. Mm. And I'm sure you would also, um, and I'm just assuming, but piggyback to really go to the doctors, get those annuals, right, Shonda, where exactly, you can talk exactly. to Because I used to, at one point in time, I used to say, look, if something's going wrong with me, I don't want to know it. Just let me live. Okay. You know why? Because me, like a lot of people, it's a mind thing. See, yeah. if, if our minds are right, then we think right, we function right. If our minds aren't right and we're not in the right place, we're going to be a disaster to ourselves. So now I'm like, look. I don't want anything to be wrong, but, you know, it could be something small. You know, it could be, you know, for instance, if 
your blood pressure's up a little bit. Yes. You know, you would you want to know because my thing is, I want I have a fine husband, I have two beautiful children, Wonderful. and I'm speaking into existence that I will live to yes. raise and to grow old with my fine Wonderful. husband and my beautiful children, grandchildren, great grandchildren, great great grandchildren, and wow. great 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 grandchildren. Wow. So you you know you have yes. to want it. Yes, definitely, and take those steps uh, to ensure that our health can be the best it can do. There are some things we can't control, but we can control our screening measures and, and having those important conversations. You know, Shonda is a mother, she's a wife, she's an advocate, and she's a survivor of breast cancer. And we're so honored to have her on right now on Let's Talk America. Shonda, you're an inspiration to so many people out there. You know, we have listeners from all over. How can they get in contact with you or know more about you? Thank you. Thank you so much. You're an inspiration as well, and I, I commend you, and I thank you for what you do to enlighten others. It's a blessing, and I'm so thankful for this opportunity to be on your show. Oh, thank um, you, Shonda. You're welcome. You're welcome. I can be reached via Facebook, Bold and Breathless. Um, my website is boldandbreathless.com, and on IG, Instagram, uh, Bold and Breathless, and then my email address is boldandbreathless at gmail.com. Wow. So easy to remember. And I love it. There is power in words, bold and breathless. And you're also an inspiration. Shonda McFadden, Sabari, thank you for joining us on Let's Talk America. Keep sharing your story. You're inspiring all of us. You're welcome, and thank you. And you keep doing what you're doing, too. I appreciate you, and you inspire all of us as well. You're the best, Shonda. Thank you. One word, wow. Thank you, Shonda, for joining us. I told you you would be impressed with our guest lineup tonight. We had a leading oncologist, Dr. Malin, just got off with, of course, Shonda McFadden-Sabari. And now, lastly, we feature a conversation with Tony Award-winning actress and vocalist, Kristen Chenoweth. okay? Stay with us. It's just a few minutes. And then we've got some hot and amazing music by the one and only Michelle Johnson, all right? Stay with us just a few minutes more. This information could help save a life. Hi, my name is Kezia Alford. For more information on my music, please go to keziaalford.com. That's K-E-Z-I-A-A-L-S-O-R-D.com. Or find it online at any digital outlet. I pray that my music blesses your soul. And you are currently listening to Let's Talk America with Jane Thornton. Listeners of your national award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America. It is Tuesday night, and we are putting the spotlight on breast cancer, very important to your health. And right now, we are so honored and excited to have Emmy and Tony Award-winning actress and singer Kristen Chenna with, with us. How are you doing this Tuesday night? I'm good, Shana. How are you doing? I am well. Excited to have you on. I know you recently got your star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and that's neat. <laughs> and you're traveling around the country, right, with your own tour. I am. I have not stopped, and I am not complaining, girl. <laughs> not complaining. <laughs> it's all fun. Now, I know also, Kristen, something near and dear to your heart is breast cancer awareness because uh, you are the daughter of a two-time breast cancer survivor, and I know you are really big right now in pushing a campaign to just talk about this and putting everything on the table because we know October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. You know, what are you up to um, when it comes to uh, breast cancer awareness, something near and dear to you? Well, I'll tell you, I love all the things that we're doing and finding so that we can get rid of this, let's finish this disease, yeah. right? So the company Hologic came to me about their uh, Genius 3 
be memo. And I didn't know what it was, but basically it's not any different. I've actually had one, Shana. I had one a month ago. Okay. Not any different from our normal memos, how we go in. The only difference is the camera shows a lot more. Wow. So it can detect 41% more invasive cancers. And as you know, if we find it early, there's a five-year survival rate of almost 100%. So this is, in my opinion, a huge deal and one that I can attest to myself. And uh, if, if ladies want to know more about it, they yeah. should definitely go to our website, okay. covermygenius3d.com, and check it out. It's it's amazing how, you know, first we found that we did, we did our breast exam. Yes. We're going to the doctor every six months to a year and a half. Now we have this, then we had mammos. Now we have the three, the genius 3D mammo, wow. which is, I mean, if we have it available to us, why wouldn't we do it? Absolutely. Let me ask you this. I know you said you had it done yourself. The 3D mammogram, is it any more invasive than the traditional mammogram or no? I'm happy to report that it's not that much different. It doesn't last longer. It's still, you know, the smash and grab. Yes. I'm not going to yes. lie. Okay. But it's literally not, it's the same. It's just short. Wow. Now, that's pretty neat. Now, tell me this. What message do you want personally to share with women out there? Because we have women and men sitting there right now and youth, their kids, listening to your voice, Kristen. And, you know, breast cancer seems to be everywhere in the news. Uh, We know everyone says go pink. That's a huge deal to this nation and around the world. But what's your message to those women right now who are sitting and saying they're doing the self-exam? Maybe they found a lump. They're afraid because no one wants to go to the doctor and even say, let's take it a step further and get a a scan or mammogram because they're fearful of the word cancer. What's your message to them? That's such a great question, and I'm going to tell you, because the truth is it's positive. If one in eight women develop it, develop breast cancer, and and yet eight out of ten women diagnosed have no family history, the more that we can do, the earlier we find it, there's that five-year survival rate at 100%. So my message is positive. Do what you can do to take care of yourself because knowledge will set you free and make you healthy. I love it. As I'm I'm in my 40s now, I realize how important it is when I didn't care all those years when I was younger. I'm noticing. Let let me tell you something. I'm listening. So that's my message. If you take care of yourself, you have knowledge, it's power, and you can take, then you know. Awesome. Knowledge and power, awareness is so key. And we're so thankful for celebrities like you, Kristen, to keep this conversation going. And again, because I know your mother is a two-time breast cancer a survivor. Before you leave us, we have so many youth that listen in and individuals of all ages. Obviously, you've been super successful on many levels, an Emmy and Tony Award winning actress and singer, vocalist. You know, any words of advice for those who so desperately want to succeed in this world? Maybe it's in the entertainment industry. Maybe it's in IT. Maybe Maybe it's they want to succeed in medicine. Someone who's done so well, what's your advice to them? Here's my advice, and it, it applies for non-show business people, too. It's not, it's not uh, picky. If you see yourself doing something and being really happy at it, then you should go for it and not right. let anyone tell you no. If you, if you can see yourself doing something else and not being, and you know, you could take it or leave it, then you're in the wrong field. Okay. Because we have a, we have a short, we have a, one life that we remember. Yes. And we might as well make the best of it and do stuff that makes us 
happy and fulfilled. Happy and fulfilling. And all of that goes into loving yourself and your body. And Breast Cancer Awareness Month is October. Thank you, Kristen Chenoweth, for joining us. And continue all of your success. Thank you, Shana. Have a great day. Well, everyone, what a show tonight on Breast Cancer Awareness. It is the last Tuesday in October, and we saved a very special segment of the show for you tonight. Thank you for sticking with us throughout the entire show. If you missed any part of it, you can always go back and listen to the replay podcast. You can find that by visiting the website, www.letstalkamericawithshanathornton.com, or you can visit us on Apple iTunes. There you can find all of our replay podcasts for free free, all right? So if you happen to be an Apple junkie or you uh, love your Apple music on iTunes or any of your shows and podcasts, do check out Let's Talk America with your host, Shana Thornton. Well, it's been a complete show tonight, and I want to end it on a great and powerful and inspirational note. Right now, I would love to feature the music of Michelle Johnson. Thanks for loving me, too. Uh, She has, uh, her music rather, has been on the show before. Amazing voice, okay? She's out of Memphis, Tennessee. Enjoy the music. Look her up online, okay? Do support her. Uh, Great talent and gifts there. Stick with us for next week. A new topic, new featured celebrity guests. We keep you interested. We keep it diverse. We keep you informed on Let's Talk America Radio, all right? Tell a friend about us. We keep it going. All right, everyone. See you next week. Keep the conversation going. Make a difference in this lifetime. Let's Talk America with your host, Shana Thornton, is an entity of Paget and Thomas Enterprises, LLC. All content original. Copyright 2015.
are you looking for a family-based radio talk show that addresses the relevant issues and concerns of today? You have found the right option. Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton is your award-winning radio talk show that's for every member of the family. We feature meaningful conversations each and every Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Check out our brand-new website by visiting www.letstalkamericawithshanathornton.com. Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton is talk radio with substance. Tune in. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.